We are on Yevamos, the very bottom of Pehe Amabez 85b, and we are up to a new Mishnah, the second to last Mishnah of this chapter. And we have two blah, two pages left until we begin the 10th chapter, the 10th parak. Just as an introduction to the Mishnah and the Gemara. We have dealt a lot with the laws of Truma, the laws of Meiser, uh, in this Mesechta, in this tractate. But I just wanted to give a brief overview of what actually takes place. And the order in which it takes place. Uh, which will be relevant uh, the different types of of uh, gifts that are given with our with the produce will be relevant and necessary to understand the coming Gemara. Uh, so basically, uh, with regards to produce, some produce is an obligation on a biblical level. For others, it's on a rabbinic level. But essentially, the order is as follows: If you have a certain amount of produce, um, so then you first have to uh, take off. Truma, truma, as we pointed out many times, is the gift that is given to the Kohanim. Only the Kohanim are allowed to eat truma. That is without question. Only the Kohanim are allowed to eat truma. In fact, it has a certain level of holiness associated with it. Um, in terms of who could eat it, if they're impure, uh, different uh, halachas, different laws about when you're allowed to eat the truma. Now, how much do you have to take off? So the Torah doesn't say. Uh, by the letter, strict letter of the law, just any minimal amount would suffice. However, the rabbi said that you, sh- you should give either, depending on how much you could afford, you should either give a 40th, a 50th, or a 60th of your produce tr- to uh, the kohanim as your truma. That is step number one. Step number two, and this takes place also every single year, is called Rishon, where a person gives a tenth of their produce to the levim, not to the kohanim, uh, but to the Levium. Uh Now, when it comes to Maeser Rishon, that does not have the same level of holiness as Truma, and we will see that there's, in fact, a dispute as to whether anybody could eat it. Once you give it to the Levi, could the Levi then give it to anybody, even to Yisrael, to eat? And the way we follow, according to the Allah, is that, yes, the Levi can give it, in fact, uh, to anybody, uh, to anybody, uh, for them for them to eat it. Now, within the 10% of Meiser, which is referred to as Meiser Rishon, meaning the first um, the first Meiser that you give to the Levi, that, within that amount that's given to the Levium, the Levi then has to take 10% of that and give it as a gift to the Kohen. That is something which is referred to as Trumas Meiser. That 10% which the Levi receives he then has to in turn give to the Kohen, and the term for that is called Trumas Meiser. Okay, everything we've said on now has, takes place in every single year. Um, now, uh, what, now it changes. Now, for years 1, 2, uh, 4, and 5 of the 7-year cycle, during the years 1, 2, 4, and 5, you then take off something else which is referred to as Meiser Shani. You then have to take 10%. We've discussed Meiser Shani in the past. You take 10% of what you're left with. And you it's yours. You don't have to give it to anybody. But you have to bring it to Yerushalayim. You have to bring it to Jerusalem and eat it in Yerushalayim. Or you can redeem it onto coins and bring that to Yerushalayim. And then transfer that to food and eat that in Yerushalayim. Uh, but you would have to, you'd have to somehow bring that value into Yerushalayim. 
That's for years one, two, four, and five of the cycle. For years three and six of the seven-year cycle, you have to you don't take Meiser Shani where you bring it to Jerusalem, but you do Meiser Ani. You take ten percent of the remaining produce and you have to give it to the poor. That takes place on years three and six. Okay, so just again to review, there's Truma, which you give to the Kohen, that has a certain level of holiness. Then after you take off Truma, which is not a specified amount according to the Torah, uh, they recommend, the rabbis recommended 140th, or 50th, or 60th, depending on how much a person can afford. Then there's Maeser Rishon, uh, which is given to the Levim. However, anybody could eat that. The Levi can then, uh, the way we follow according to the Allah, it will be a dispute in our Gemara, but according to the Allah, anybody, the Levi can then give that to anybody. Within that 10% that's given to the Levi, Trumas Maeser, 10% of that has to be given to a Kohen. And then after that, it depends on the year. If it's 1, 2, 4, and 5, you do Meiser Shani, where you have to bring 10% of the remaining produce to Yerushalayim. Or on years 3 and 6, you have Meiser Ani, where you give 10% to the poor. Okay. If you have not done all of that, then all of your produce is referred to as Tevel, which is something which we'll be discussing in our Gemara. It's referred to as Tevel. Tevel means that the entire produce that you have, you are not allowed to eat from it until you have taken off all of these gifts. You have to separate all of these gifts from your produce before you can partake in any of your produce. And until you you have taken off uh, all of these gifts, you have separated all of these gifts, so until you do that, so then the entire produce is called tevel, and you are not allowed to eat uh, the tevel. Um, Okay, so that's going to be important as well. So says the mission as follows. Some of this is um, a review, as we saw in the last Mishnah also, that it was some of the statements were, were was a review of previous laws of Yibam. We're not discussing the laws of Yibam now, we're discussing the laws of Truma and Meiser, but we've seen some of these ideas in the past. Bas Yisrael Mureses L'Kohen, Mubaris L'Kohen, Shomaris Yavim L'Kohen, V'chein Bas Kohen L'Yisrael, Lo Tochal B'Truma. Essentially, uh, only a Kohen is allowed to eat Truma, now, if a if a non Kohen woman marries a Kohen, she's now allowed to eat truma. However, if she, they're only engaged, so then she's not allowed to eat truma. Even though on a biblical level she really is allowed to eat truma, we only say that on a rabbinic level she's not allowed to eat truma. And we mentioned that there are two different reasons for that that are given, either because we are concerned uh, that it was really a mekach taos, meaning. Since they didn't get, they're not married yet. They're not living with each other yet. We're concerned that uh, she has some sort of blemish where um, it uh, nullifies the marriage retroactively. That's one option. The other option is that since she's living in her father's home until they get married, this is during the engagement time. So then we're concerned that if she if she's given truma, she might share it with the rest of her family. The rest of her family are not kohanim, and they're not allowed to eat the truma, and so therefore. Um, she, uh, she practically, we say she should not eat truma. Uh, alternatively, or additionally, um, if her husband passed away, the Kohen passed away, so she's not allowed to eat truma anymore, unless they have kids. If they have kids, she's allowed to eat truma. However, if she's pregnant, and she doesn't have any other kids, but she's pregnant, she still is not allowed to eat truma until she gives birth. And then finally, Shemaris Yavam Lekohen, Basically, if she was married to her husband um, and her, her husband passes away, 
They don't have children, but she, her husband has a brother. That brother is a Kohen, so they didn't do Chalitza or Yibim yet. She still cannot eat Shemot, even though there is some sort of Zika connection. There is some sort of bond there that exists, but it's not enough for us to say that she's married to the Kohen for her to, for her to eat uh, truma. Now the Mishnah points out that the same thing goes in the opposite direction. For all these cases, let's say we're dealing with the daughter of a Kohen who's married or who's who's has a certain relationship with a Yisrael. The daughter of a Kohen in general is allowed to eat truma until she gets married. Well, if she's engaged, she's not allowed to eat truma. If uh, she's pregnant. Uh, her husband passed away, but she's pregnant and her husband was a non-Kohen. So then she's also not allowed to eat truma because she's pregnant. And if she's the daughter of a Kohen, but uh, she's waiting to do Yimra Chalitza with her brother-in-law, um, and her brother-in-law is Yisrael, she's also not allowed to eat truma. She's not allowed to eat truma in all of those cases. It goes in both directions. Similarly, that's all with regards to truma. Now let's discuss Meiser. Case number two is that we're dealing with a non-Levi, a Yisrael, a regular Yisrael, who is engaged to a Levi. So she's engaged to a Levi. Or she's pregnant from a Levi and the husband passed away. Or she's waiting to do Yebam or Chalitza with a Levi. In all of those cases, she's not allowed to eat Meiser, just like she wasn't allowed to eat Truma. She's also not allowed to eat Meiser. And the same thing is true in the opposite direction. If she's the daughter of a Levi, so she's allowed to eat Meiser, but then all of a sudden uh, she's engaged to a Yisrael, or she's pregnant from a Yisrael and the, and the husband passed away, or uh, she's uh, has the Zika connection and she should get she's ready to do Yibam or Chalitza, so she's not allowed to eat Meiser. Now, the Gemara, we're not done with the mission yet, but the Gemara will ask, why is this so? This is, seems a bit strange because we know, we mentioned in our introduction, that we follow the position that says anybody can eat Meiser. So even if, let's say, she she's a Yisrael, let's say she didn't marry anybody, maybe she could, she's also allowed to eat Meiser in such a scenario. So why is it why is it that the Mishnah says that if she is uh, engaged to a Levi or uh, pregnant from a Levi, that she's not allowed to eat Meiser? Why is this true? So that's the opening question of the Gemara. But let's just conclude the Mishnah. Case number three of the Mishnah is not a Yisroel to a Kohen or a Yisroel to a Levi, but let's say a Kohen and Levi. So we have a Kohen and Levi that they are have a certain type of relationship. The same thing is true that in all these cases, when a if it's the whatever the case is, if it's the daughter of a Kohen who is engaged or pregnant from a Levi, or is waiting to do Yibam, in all these cases, they are not allowed to eat anything. They cannot eat Truma, and they cannot eat Meiser. They cannot eat Truma because, even though she's the daughter of a Kohen, but she has this type of relationship with the Levi, and she's not allowed to eat Meiser, which is the food which is given to the Levi. She's not allowed to eat Meiser because she herself is still viewed as the daughter of a Kohen. It's a bit uh, of a gray area, unclear. Um, we don't allow her to eat Truma or Meiser. Because uh, she has aspects of of both, essentially. Okay, so that's the Mishnah. The Mishnah discussed the three cases: the Yisrael married to the Kohen, not married, is engaged to the Kohen, or pregnant from the Kohen, or um, is waiting to do Yibam. So then, they're not allowed to eat Truma. If it's the Yisrael to the Levi, they're not allowed to eat Meiser. And even if it's a relationship between a Kohen and a Levi, they're not allowed to eat 
Meiser, or eat Truma. Says the Gemara as follows, V'tehei Zara, Zara Milo Achla B'Meiser, I don't understand in case number two, and also in case number three, uh, where we have a, a, a woman who is a Yisrael, who's engaged to a Levi or pregnant from a Levi, I don't understand, why can't she eat Meiser? Everybody's allowed to eat Meiser. It's true, you have to give it to the Levi. But once you give it to the Levi, he could give it to whoever he wants. He's allowed to give it to Yisrael. So, Amr of Nachman, Amr Shmuel. Shmuel says, Hamani of Meir, he, no. There's an opinion out there that says, no, that the Levi specifically has to eat it. Just like when it comes to Truma, only the Kohen, the one that you give it to, only he's allowed to eat it. You have to give it to the Kohen, only the Kohen can eat it. So true. When it comes to Meiser Rishon, the first Meiser, you have to give it to the Levi, and only the Levi can eat it. This is a this is a minority opinion, but it's the opinion of a mayor. Dumber Meiser Rishon, Asr Lazarim. He says that when it comes to Meiser Rishon, it is forbidden for Israel to eat it. Now, it's important to point out uh, that everybody seems to agree that a Kohen is allowed to eat the Meiser. That uh, maybe you have to give it to the Levi, uh, but the Levi can then share it with the Kohen. We're only discussing the fact that they cannot share it with the Yisrael. Uh, the Kohen himself is allowed uh, to eat it. Um, and the Kohen, the Kohen comes really from the tribe of the Levium. It's a subsect of the tribe of the Levium. It's interesting to analyze in Halacha what exactly is the relationship between the Kohen and the Levi. Is the, is the Kohen completely separate from the Levi or is the Kohen viewed as um, a, a, a super Levi? Uh, that itself is a bigger discussion and we don't have time for that. But the Kohen could also, even though you give it to the Levi, the Kohen could eat it. The only ones who cannot eat it is a non-Kohen or non-Levi, the Yisrael. Detanya, how do we know of Meir's opinion? Because it says as follows, moving on to Pevav Amenal of 86a. Truma lekohen umaisa rishon lelevi divir Meir. Meir says that you have to give Truma to the Kohen, and Maisa rishon has to be given to the Levi. And not only that, but also, Rashi points this out, and Tosus has a different way of proving this, but essentially what he's also saying is that you could only the Levi is allowed to eat the, the Maisa Rishon, the first 10% that you give to the Levi, only the Levi could eat that. That's the opinion of a mayor. Rebelezer ben Azariah, Matir Kohen. Rebelezer ben Azariah says that no, you could also give, to, give it to the Kohen. The Gemara says, what do you mean you could also give it to the Kohen? According to Rebelezer ben Azariah, you're allowed to give it to anybody. Matir, Machal, Dikaman, Da'asar, El Ema, Nosno, Afla, Kohen. Rebelezer ben Azariah actually says, that not only could the Kohen eat it, and, and the Israel could eat it, anybody could eat it, but he's also of the opinion that you could give it not just to the Levi, but you could also give it as the gift to the Kohen. The 10% could also be given, not only Truma could be given to the Kohen, but the 10% you could choose to give it either to the Levi or to the Kohen. Now, Romero says you could only give it to the Levi. A Kohen could eat from it. The Levi could then choose to give it to the Kohen, but Romero says the opinion that you could only give it to the Levi. The Belezer Benazari says you could give it to the Levi or to the Kohen. Sigmar wants to know, my time in the Rav Meir, what's the reason of Rav Meir to say that only uh, the Kohen is allowed, sorry, that only the Levi uh, is allowed to eat it as opposed to the Yisrael? So this is a, a verse, Amr Rav Acha Bred Rabba Mishmei de Gemara. Rav Acha said this in the name, the son of Rabba said this and he heard this uh, from, gener- from teacher to student, teacher to student, all the way from Rav Meir. Rav Meir said the following, the verse says that Meiser, this Meiser Rishon, this Meiser, this 10% that you give to the Levi, 
is called truma. It's referred to as truma, which is the food that's given to the Kohen. How can it be called truma? Ma truma asur lazarim, af meiser rishon asur lazarim. So Meir says, because there's a connection between truma and meiser. It's just like truma could only be eaten by the Kohen, so truma meiser rishon could only be eaten by the tribe of Levi, maybe also a Kohen, who's part of the tribe of Levi, but it cannot be eaten by Yisrael. The Gemara says, if this is true, so why don't we take this to the full extent? And say as follows: If this is true, so then we should say as follows: By truma, if a non-kohen eats truma, so there's a severe punishment of death, and they also have to pay back what they what they took plus twenty percent. Uh, so why don't we say the same thing by Rishon? Doesn't seem like Meir holds like this. By Rishon, if a non-levi, if a Yisrael eats the Rishon, why don't we say that they're deserving of the death penalty? So for that, no, there's an exception to the rule. Amar kra umesubo ki yechalu v'yasuv chamishosal alav bo v'lab meiser alav v'lo al meiser. That according to Rameir, uh, when it discusses the verse about truma, uh, it specifically it says bo specifically when it comes to truma, do they get the death penalty? Specifically when it comes to truma, is there this fine of adding twenty percent from what they took? But it does not apply to meiser So In the end, of the day, according to Rameir. You have to give Maeserishon to the Levi. You have to give it to the Levi. The Levi then can choose to give it to the Kohen because the Kohen is essentially a, a subcategory, a part of the Levium. Um, it comes from the Levium, from the tribe of Levi. Uh, however, a Yisrael is not allowed to eat from it. Uh, and But in addition to that, the Yisrael, if he does eat from it, it's not as severe as Truma. It doesn't get the death penalty. And also, you don't have, to, you don't have a fine of paying uh, 20% in addition to what you took. Uh, you, the Israel, who wasn't allowed to take it, what they took. Okay, that is all the position of Rameir. So the Gemara wants to know, what about Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah? What does he do with the verse? The verse does connect Truma to Meiser. So what does he do with this connection between Truma and Meiser? Uh, Rameir said that it's there to teach you that only the Levi's allowed to eat it and not the Israel, just like by Truma. But what does Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah do with this verse? So he says as follows. He says, Ma truma tovelas av nami tovel. He says, what we do with this is to tell you that, remember in our introduction, we had the concept of tevel. Tevel is uh, the produce until you've taken off all the gifts that you're supposed to give. The produce is tevel. It's referred to as tevel. And you're not allowed to eat from any of the produce. So you might have thought that's only if you didn't take off truma. It's only if you didn't take off truma, especially Azaria, because uh, Truma is the only one, according to Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, that not a uh, that a non kohen is not allowed to eat. Everything else you could give it to the levy, but everybody else is allowed to eat it. Israel is also allowed to eat it. So you might have thought that it's limited to Truma. That once you take off Truma, maybe you could eat the rest of the produce. No, the verse tells us that no, you have to take off all of the gifts, all the meisers, all the ten percent gifts. You have to take off first, uh, not just Truma, Truma and all of these other gifts. And then you're allowed to eat from the rest of the produce. But until you do that, you're not allowed to. How do we know that? How do we know? What's the source for, for this idea that uh, you have to take um, that you have to take everything off? So he doesn't quote our verse. We'll see why in a second. But he says, lo sucha so 
that you're not allowed to eat from the produce that has in it even the meiser ani, even the 10% that you give to the poor on years three and six, if it's still there, it's still in the produce, you didn't separate it yet, so then you're not allowed to eat any other produce. So it's not just for truma, and it's not just for meiser and for all this. You have to take off truma, you have to separate the meiser and the 10% that's given to the levy, you have to separate the 10% that you bring to Jerusalem, or the 10% that you bring, give to the poor, uh, depending on the year. Um, so you would have to separate all of that, and until you do so, it's tevel. But he quotes a different verse. So the Gemara says as follows: um, Essentially, the Gemara says that uh, why do we need both verses? One verse is to tell you that it's not allowed. The other verse is to tell you the punishment. The the verse that connects truma and meiser is to tell you that just like by truma. If you didn't take off truma and separate it, so then it's tevel, and if you eat tevel, you get the death penalty. So then so too, uh, if you didn't take off maiserishon, uh, the, the 10% that's given to Levi or the other gifts, so then you would also get the death penalty, even though, interestingly enough, even though if you already took off maiserishon, um, and according to mayor, at least if you, well, we'll ignore that for now, we're, we're within Rebbe Lezer Azaria, but essentially, um, you would get the death penalty if you, uh, if you uh, se- if you did not separate the maizurishon, even though after after you separate it, anybody's allowed to go ahead and eat it, but until you actually separate it, so then you're not allowed to eat any of your produce, and you get the death penalty if you do eat your produce before you actually uh, separate it. Okay, so that concludes uh, the Gemara for uh, this uh, for this recording. We'll continue with the Gemara and its analysis of the Mishnah in the next recording.